Hey there, I hope you and your loved ones are doing well. Believe it or not, it's me, back again. Um, I started listening to a podcast this morning. Um, I'm going to probably mention her later, but the account is a healthy push, and she's been talking about her, um, she had, like, a, an episode on her podcast of, like, five things I wish I, like, told myself at the beginning of this journey, and, like, while I don't have, like, a, a straight, like, amount of things, um, I wanted to talk about my recovery with all of this, so, like, I've always had anxiety, I've always had depression, you know, like, it, that, that is what it is, um, there's no changing that, um, for me anyways, but I never really viewed it as recovery, like, I was in therapy to learn, like, techniques of how to build, like, and thrive with these mental illnesses, but, I consider myself lucky as I didn't even realize I had agoraphobia until my psychiatrist and my therapist told me I did. Um, So I was already working on treatment by the time they realized that like this was something that I would be struggling with as well as like panic disorder. So um, that's basically what I want to talk about. Um, essentially my diagnosis was as simple as that. I was talking to, it was my psychiatrist that I no longer see. Um, but I was like, yeah, like I'm blah, blah, blah. Like I'm afraid to leave the house. Like I feel like I'm on a tether, like going out to space. And like the further I get, like this thing's like pulling me back, like to my house. And like, I'm afraid to leave my house. And like I hyperventilate when I leave my house. I'm convinced I'm going to die when I leave my house. Like, and she's like, okay, well, it sounds like it's agoraphobia. And I was like, huh. And then I was like, telling my therapist, and I was like, that's crazy, right? And she was like, not really. I've been thinking that for a little bit. Like, but my therapist just waits until she's sure before she shares anything with me. I think the psychiatrist was just talking out loud, which is thinking out loud, which is totally fine. So the first time I had been told about the agoraphobia, I got off the phone and I was like, all right, I need to research this. I need to understand it because, like, my agoraphobia came tied with health anxiety, essentially. Like, if I left my house, I was convinced that the stomach pain I had was appendicitis and it was going to kill me in five minutes. It was never, oh, do I have cancer? That's going to be a slow and painful, like, problem. It was always, no, like, the second I leave my house, something is going to strike me down and that is going to be it for me. So I need to understand kind of where this all came from. Um... Because, like, even at home, like, I could have the same stomach pain I'll have when I'm out. And I hand, I used to handle it completely differently. And now I'm able to handle it the exact same. So I did as much research, bleh, <laughs> I did as much, as much research as I could to understand what was going on. Um, a lot of people had the similar sort of issue. They had one really big panic attack or really bad episode that had this agoraphobia kind of strike them and stick with them from that moment on. Um, so that's pretty much what happened to me. Um, I use social media to find others like me. I love creating content, even if it's as simple as this podcast or like my little Instagram and things like that. Like I love creating content that's real. Like everyone has an Instagram to keep up with people they haven't spoken to in like five years, but like this is, it's close people or it's people that care. It's people that like have an emotional connection and like I value everyone that's there. So like I used it and I made the account just to follow these people. So that way when like I need a scrolling break from looking at everyone's kids, I can go to this account and look at things that were good for my soul that talked about anxiety and talked about physical symptoms. So like 
my favorite people um, were a healthy push that I mentioned before, um, honestly holistic, health anxiety, and um, Jane agoraphobia recovery. Sorry, Janet agoraphobia recovery. Um, they had all really helped me um, kind of like I was able to look at their, th- their things, honestly holistic. Um, she has a few books. I haven't read them, but um, she posts a lot of like physical symptoms she struggled with. And like I could be sitting there in the middle of a panic attack and be like, yep, 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 yep. I have all of those. Okay, like this is obviously what it is. Um, so like having social media was a game changer for me. And then even now, like I'm able to post like when I'm not doing well and either a friend will chime in or a content creator or something like that that has become a friend at this point, um, like, they're able to chime in and kind of give me the encouragement that helps me or I can find it through their accounts. Um, I talked honestly with my therapist. Like, there were some things I felt really silly telling her about. Um, One was some of my health anxiety really flares up when I'm cooking. And it's going to sound so strange when I tell you this, but, you know, it, it is what it is. I watch One Tree Hill obsessively and there was that guy I forget his name Clayton maybe but his he forgot that he had a wife and a kid because his wife named Sarah was healthy and young and in the kitchen and just passed like fell on the floor and died and like I know that's not like real life and it's a tv show and I was like Sarah like to my therapist I was like I know it I know it's silly but I can't shake it and it makes me afraid to cook it makes me afraid to do things because like healthy people die and she's like yeah but it's it's rare and we just see it more the help of the internet's great that we can see things and learn things more from other people but it also means that we see more bad that wouldn't be in our traditional small circle but either way being honest was actually one of the especially with my therapist was one of the ways that I was able to start healing on top of talking, I was honest with my partner. I was honest with everyone around me, um, including, like, my partner's family, my family. Um, I've always been open with mental health. If I'm anxious, depressed, have PTSD, anything, like, I'm open and I say that I'm struggling with something because, honestly, like, if you had a cold or if you had, like, I don't know, a headache, like, you'd tell someone, hey, I have a headache, just give me a second, like, that's what, it just needs to be normalized. Oh, hey, my anxiety is firing up. Give me a second. It needs to be valued the same. And honestly, I expect people to value it the same that are around me. So, um, I just keep it that way. And it's, it sucked a little bit. Cause like someone I had known, um, knew someone with agoraphobia and they're like, you can't let that ruin your life. Like you're just going to stay in your house and become like a hermit and blah, blah. And I was like, I want you to know that when someone's telling you you're struggling with something like Telling me the worst case scenario is not going to make it better for me. Saying, hey, if you need something, let me know. Like, I've heard about it. I've seen someone struggle with it. It sucks is the right way to answer that. There is an actual right way to answer it. So, like, it's all about just telling people because even, like, my parents are not the most open with mental health or understanding at all. But, like, when I told them, I was like, hey, I'm struggling with this. Like, you need to know what's up. They learned, especially, like, my dad's. I don't know who's worth worse with my mental health, my mom or my dad. Um, but I went to the city with my dad when um, I had a stomach pain flaring up. And I told him, I was like, hey, I might have to leave something suddenly. I may not be able to go up in that elevator. I might need some cough drops. Can you buy me cough drops? Um, there's something that helped me when, like, I'm anxious just to suck on and, like, keep shift the focus. Um, 
and he bought me cough drops he was prepared like if I walked away he was like are you good like he he checked in and like that's what you need and my partner they're absolutely amazing they do the exact same thing um they've even learned some therapy techniques which I'm going to get into in a minute as far as like how to help me through anxiety because I've learned or panic I've learned the most important part in all of this and with any emotion you feel in your entire life you cannot shove it down you you just can't it's going to come up at some point and the longer you push it the harder it's going to blow out of you so like if you're anxious you just sit there and you say okay I am anxious why and you work a logical reason through it okay I'm sad why okay, what can I do from here? Feel the emotion. Things don't last forever. I promise you it's all only temporary. And so it just, it's a way of working yourself through it. And life is not made to be lived alone. Even if that's through a friend or a family, like let the people around you know if you are struggling, no matter with what. Another one I can't emphasize enough is paying attention to your body. Um, for me, when I go out and I have these sort of symptoms, um, I'm just going to share my key ones. My key ones are left side pains, whether they're sharp pains, um, like by my chest or like my breast area, um, lower, lower left side pains, like by my stomach or like my ovaries, middle right side pain and lower back pain are immense, um, and tingling in the top of my thighs or like, or pain or muscle, whatever. Those are my main ones, which all have me blood clot, dying, heart attack, pulmonary embolism, whatever else you want to spew. And it's gotten to the point that like today, this was a really big feat for me. I was in the office and I had a stomach pain on my lower right side. And I was like, okay, when have I felt like this before? Okay. I've felt like this before when I've been anxious or I've been worried. Let's go up and let's go for a walk. Like it's okay to be anxious, but we got to, we're going to work through it. So I went for a walk. I felt totally fine. I came home from work early um, because my dog was sick. And I'm sitting here and I got the stabbing lower left side pain. And it's gotten to the point that the anxiousness happens at home. But it was a stabbing lower left side pain. And TMI, whatever. I was like, honestly, like that stomach movement, like maybe I need to use the bathroom. Immediately done. Like everything was fine. And I was like, okay, so like my body is just telling me something that it needs and not body functions are not comfortable most of the time so like it was super important for me to know those sort of things and I make note of them so that way um like in my phone I can say okay if you if you currently have like a lower left side stabbing pain like these are the things you do drink a glass of water use the bathroom go for a walk like I have steps and like okay you felt this before you can look at this and say I felt this before and I did not die that's like the the big thing for me especially if I have like a chest pain or like a heart like I feel like my heart's palpitating or something I'm like I've had this before and I've been totally fine I am just letting my anxiety carry it away to a worst case scenario when I am in control of that our minds are extremely powerful which is why they can make physical symptoms appear and on top of like paying attention to my body um I learned what makes me happy um health anxiety the instagram account talks about this a lot she's very all natural things like that and while i'm not there it's true of what you put in your body really affects you so like i know for me i've been on (laughs) quite a few i think oh actually too many pharmaceuticals to try and help depression anxiety um 
anything like that. Like, I've been on so many medications, and they make me sick. They make me gain weight. They make me lose weight. My body did not like them. My body didn't want them. So I learned that, and that's okay. I learned that CBD is okay. I learned that I can't have big meals, but I need to eat often because if I'm too full, I get anxious. If I'm too hungry, I get anxious. But there's certain foods I can't have too much of. Like, getting heartburn gives me anxiety. So, like, we went out to Texas Roadhouse the other day, and I got a chili cup, but I only ate half of it because I was like, I know I can eat this much and not get heartburn. So, like, I'm going to eat what's okay with me, and then I know um, my dad ended up finishing it, but I was like, someone with me will end up eating it. And that's okay. Like, I've definitely not had the best relationship with food beside the point, but I learned that, like, I can still enjoy things as long as I know how to take my health into account for it. Next, I've learned a lot of people that have agoraphobia struggle with, they go somewhere and they're planning out all the exits or they have to plan ahead 15 different routes and times of things that will happen. And I guess I don't really have this, but I've allowed myself to plan. Um, When my dad and I went to New York City that I had mentioned, um, he had told me everywhere we were going because he likes planning it and like surprising me. But I was like, I just, I need to know. So he told me and um, I screenshotted um, New York City on a map and I highlighted and routed everything and how far it would be. And so I had this clear picture of, okay, we essentially went in a circle, but I was like, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go to this event and then we're going to go to this event and like how many blocks it was going to take and things like that. So I knew what the day was. I never had to do that before, but like having that was okay. And it made me feel really good. Um, and then especially, um, I had mentioned before, but telling my friends and my partner what I need, um, it's still fairly new to my friends and I've tried to avoid it by basically just avoiding them. Um, cause I just, I, I feel burdening. Um, and that'd be easier for them if I was just alone and not bothering them and not texting them or like going out with them or anything like that. It'd just be easier for me if I stayed home because everyone's so far away. Um, but I've worried now that I can go out and I could set boundaries. Like my friend had a birthday in December and, I just, I wasn't at the point that I could sleep over anywhere. Like, I could tell, like, if I did, I was going to have, like, a panic attack. So, like, I went down for dinner and celebrated with them. And I tried my best to make her feel like the most important person in the world because she's amazing. But I I was like, this is all I can do, you know? So, I did what was best for me and I went home. And to me, it ended off on a great night. Like, we still had a great time and, like, that's okay. And she's more than understanding in life and so she's like yeah like that was totally fine like it it wasn't a big deal like I wish you could stay but like I get it and so having those open lines of communication between my friends has been a game changer for those that I've communicated if you're listening to this and I haven't done it yet sorry I suck sometimes (laughs) and beating and right to my next point is trying my best and not beating myself up when the plans don't work out um I've gotten to a point that I used to be like, oh my god, like, you made three plan- three plans and you only went to one of them. Like, what's wrong with you? Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, it was just always like I could not forgive myself for not doing everything wrong. I was like, I'm letting anxiety win. It's like, no, progress isn't linear. Like, there's going to be days that are great. There's going to be days that suck. But, like, the days that are great, truthfully, are days that I don't have anxiety. It's not because I beat it. It's still there. Like, it just meant that it wasn't present which isn't what I'm learning or what I'm trying to talk about doing. 
Um, I'm trying to talk about like how to push through with those anxious thoughts. So like you're right, my great days don't really have anxious thoughts. But those are few and far between. So I want to make every day great, even with anxiety, to have these sort of plans in place before I even need, like, before they're even needed. Um, I allow myself days to just exist. Um, When I was getting off my last prescription medication, which was Wellbutrin, it was great for a while. But then it made me really sick for, like, three or four days a month. Like, I couldn't eat. Um... I would just throw up constantly. I'd have to call out of work for the three to four days. Um, I I literally couldn't do anything. I was afraid to live. Um, so I learned from that that, like, my days are no longer that bad. And that's that's perfect. Um, so that's a big one. Um, I added in movement. I try my best. Um, we got a treadmill, which I think is broken. So who knows? But... I try to do a lot of stretching. I try and walk the dogs. I get outside to take the dogs on a BT. Um, That means potty. Um, If I use their code word, they're going to jump up around me. Um, So, like, making sure that's standing. Keeping up with therapy. Like, my mom even was like, when you started going to your therapist in January of 2019, you went once a month. Then it was once every other week. Now it's once a week. What's going on? I thought she's supposed to help you get better. And I was like... Oh my god. <laughs> like, the point is, is when I started in 2019, my worst problem was my parents were getting divorced and my grandfather had died. And I had had an abusive ex-boyfriend that I was having PTSD from, you know? Like, that was it. I, not that was it, but like, now I'm dealing with owning a house, responsibility, full-time job, career anxiety, loads of anxiety, everything else, like, Keep up your therapy. Go more often if you need to. Don't let anyone try and give you crap about it. I love my mom's insurance, but I can't wait till I get off it, so I don't need to hear it anymore. Um, Little rant. Sorry. Um, The other one, as far as therapists go, um, I'm very blessed with my therapist. She's absolutely wonderful. Um, I wish everyone could have one like her, but she's mine and whatever other patients she has. Um, She's a very busy person. So... um, the other one I mentioned was create a relationship with your doctors. Um, it's different when you have health anxiety and go to the doctor versus being healthy because like, or not having health anxiety because I remember just like going to a doctor and being like, whatever. And like, now I go and I'm like, Hey, like I'm having this act up, like blah, blah. Like, I have health anxiety. If a doctor does not respect it, get out of there. Just get out. Like there is nothing worse than a doctor not trusting you. So, like, I went to my doctor, and I was like, hey, like, I had to go to the ER for this. Like, I'm having a lot of, like, health anxiety regarding it. Like, and I've heard of people saying the doctors would say, oh, you're fine, whatever. Your vitals look good. He still, he laid me on the table. He put pressure places, and he was like, okay, if you feel pressure here, this is probably what's bothering you. Here's what you could stay away from. Like, if you feel pressure here this is what's bothering you. If you feel pressure here, this is when you need to go to the hospital. If you feel pressure here, like, take your temperature and see if you have a fever. Like, all these sort of things and, like, suggestions of what to stay away from. Because he was like, truthfully, at the end of the day, he's like, I think you have IBS. He's like, but I don't know a whole lot. If you want a GI, I can recommend, um, like, a gastroenterologist for you. Um, but he's like, I think you'll be fine. Like, I'm very confident in it. And, um, him and the nurse that he had was absolutely wonderful. She had taken me in and asked me a bunch of questions and 
Um, she was like, you know, she's like, I just got diagnosed with, I forget what it was. And regardless, it's not my information to share. And she was like, it's just been really hard. Like, and she's like, I never really understood until I had it. And I was like, that's <laughs> my exact issue. Like it's, it's so hard. And I've seen people have these things and not really realize the weight of them until it's now me. And I'm sorry, but I had really started to pride myself on my progress because my first panic attack that took me to the ER was Father's Day weekend, whatever that was. So late June. I'm now recording this on March 1st. So it hasn't been a year. It's probably been like eight months. And like this has not been an easy journey. But it's mine and I'm proud of it. And like I've seen people that say they've been struggling with this for a decade longer or more than a year and I know this is going to be something that I'm always going to have to work on and work through but I'm I'm so proud of my progress so like for our little wrap-up like I want to talk about what was a game changer for me all the things I shared were really important but my biggest ones were the ones I'm going to talk about so without further ado my biggest one was setting goals with having health anxiety with having agoraphobia the first thing you always do is google when you get out of the house and you have a left side pain, Google, left side pain meeting. And it could be anything from you ate a really spicy chili dog to you are having a heart attack, call 911. And like, it used to get to the point that I'd read like chest pains and it'd say, okay, then your jaw is going to hurt and my jaw would start hurting. And then your left arm is going to tingle and then my left arm would start tingling. Like, that's why I went to the ER. Like, <laughs> so your body is a, a mindful machine. It's, it's insane at how powerful it is. But so I started my goals with, all right, I'm going to get off Google when I feel anxious and I'm going to go for a walk instead. And I want to tell, I want to let you know that that took so much willpower for me. Um, it was really hard. And even like John would see it and they'd be like, Sarah, like, get off your phone. And like, I just, I won't listen to them. I was like, I don't care. I need to figure this out. Um, so if starting getting off Google isn't what's going to help you, try smarter Googling. And what I mean by this is... So I'll use my most recent one. I've been having this killer lower back pain, right? Killer. I'm not Googling causes for lower back pain because someone's going to say I'm dying. Someone's going to say I'm 85 years old, you know, like whatever it is. So I Googled how to help lower back pain, how to sleep with lower back pain, um, treatments for lower back pain. I didn't look at why I have lower back pain because truthfully in the articles, they went like, oh, you might have pulled a muscle doing this or, oh, you might have like just slept funny and it made me feel better. Same thing for the, um, I used to get tingles on the top of my legs and I Googled tingles on the top of my legs and the first thing was like, go to 911, you have a blood clot. And then I was like, how to help like tingles on the top of your legs or like muscle pain. And it was like, get up out of your chair. Like most people have this after sitting in a chair, working eight hours a day. And I was like, oh, wow, I do that. That must be me. <laughs> so smarter Googling, Google for a solution, not for the problem until you feel confident getting off Google entirely, because I promise you the day will come. It has come for me and it's absolutely wonderful. Um, same thing for the health app. When my health anxiety is really acting up, I would take like 15 EKGs like on my Apple Watch a day. I would monitor my breathing on the app every day. I want to let you know I have not done that since October. It's now February. I've been so good. I use it occasionally because I'll be like, oh, like maybe I had a heart palpitation there. I just want to record it or something. But like 
just normal like what I used to do so like I want you to know that it's possible even like that goal for the health app I used to do like I could only check my heart rate in the app on my phone I couldn't check it on my watch for like a live update and I did that for a week and then I'd be like okay now I can't check the app until my watch is off for the day and then I get there it's small little goals and I promise you like you can start with one at a time whatever your biggest fear is like And this could go for everything. Just start with something small. You'll get there, but you need to start small and you need to start achievable. Um, Again, start with a day. Start with an hour if you need to. That's okay. You just, you need to start. Um, So then my next goal after getting through all of those, um, those pretty much start, ended or like cleared up for me around like November, December. So then my next biggest goal was becoming my own safe person. A lot of people with agoraphobia, anxiety, panic disorder have a safe person, whether it's their partner, their mom, their friend, Google, um, whatever it is, I used to go in a routine and I would call um, my fiance and I would ask them like, okay, my left side hurts. I'm not dying. Right. And then they'd be like, no, you're fine. So then I'd confirm with my mom and then I confirm with my therapist when I meet with her on Tuesdays. And so like, it became this loop that I need to check with everybody that I was okay before I believed it. And then I still doubted them because like, who are they? (laughs) But it was, it was so hard. And like, I remember when I went to Manhattan with my dad, I, um, that was like my biggest like agoraphobia challenge. I had to go up a hundred flights in an elevator. Like I had to go to a Broadway play. I had to take a subway. Like that was everything. It was crazy. And, but, but I did it. Um, but so like, I remember I had a really bad stomach pain and I texted John and um, my fiance and I was like, I'm okay, right? I have this pain. And they're like, yes, you're fine. But they didn't answer quick enough. They answered in 10 minutes. I wanted the answer now. So I texted my mom. I was like, hey, I have this stomach pain. I'm fine, right? And my mom was like, yes, you're fine. So it just, I was like, okay. And so I was, I was okay. I was like, okay, I'm fine. And I was like, I cannot wait until I get to a point that I can just tell myself I'm fine. And I want you to know, this is something I'm still working on. Like some days, like the past few days, I've been really sentimental about the dogs. And I'm like, John, like nothing's going to happen to me. Right. And they're like, no, like you're fine. Like we're going to be here for their whole life and we're going to have happy lives with them, you know? So I was like, okay, great. But, like, so I still ask for reassurance from them, but it's not like, hey, I think I'm dying in this immediate moment. Like, we went out to dinner with their family the other night. Um, We went out with John's grandparents and my dad and his girlfriend um, just so that they could meet they'd never met before. And um, the whole time I was like, maybe I have appendicitis. Like, my stomach, like, my, my belly button area hurts and my right side hurts. And, again, like, the doctor at the ER told me when I had stomach pain on the left side, he was like, if this was anything major, you would have been in here earlier. I had the pain on and off for about a month and a half before I went in. He was like, if it was anything major, major, like it would have happened. So like that made me feel better. And I was like, I've had this right side pain on and off for months now. Like if something were going to happen, it would have happened already. Um, so that's a good one to remember. Um, health anxiety had also said like about our hearts, like a healthy heart hurts sometimes and that's okay. Like if your heart isn't healthy, you're going to know every second of every day that something is wrong. So that's just like a helpful reminder for anyone that's struggling. Another one I had mentioned slightly earlier was understanding my symptoms and working up a plan as far as a checklist. When have I felt this way before? How did I feel? 
um, once I did a solution, um, that kind of thing. Kind of just planning ahead with any symptom you feel like you could experience or bookmarking some Instagram posts of symptoms so that way you can look and be like, hey, look, I have most of these. Like, this is most likely what I have. Um, I also practice a lot of therapy exercises before I need them. Um, it's just like running a marathon. You're not going to wake up one day and say, do you know what? I'm going to run a marathon. Um, I can't tell if you can hear my radiator. If so, sorry. If not, ignore this. Um, but so you, you take time, you train your body before you need to use your body in that capacity. So that's what I started doing. I was like, okay, I need to practice doing this. Like my therapist did a lot of, okay, your jaw and your chest hurt, but what else feels fine? Okay. My left arm feels fine. Okay. My, my breathing's okay. Okay. My, my brain feels fine. Like I don't have fog. Like I'm Okay. Same thing with, like, my stomach. Okay, my stomach hurts, but I don't have a fever. Like, maybe it's a bathroom. Like, practicing all these, like, what feels better. And then on top of that, I also, um, she calls it this, like, it's one of those cognitive things. But she was like, you, you tighten your hand muscle, like, really, really, like, you make a fist and you squeeze it really, really tight. And then you let it go and you pick a, a command word. Um, I chose puddle. Um or John chose puddle because it was like puppy cuddle but then it was also like you melt into a puddle and that way it's not like a word I hear all the time so um like when I want to relax I'll just type in my hand and I'll, I'll be like okay like I'll count until like five and I'll be like puddle and then I'll feel my whole body like relax um it's a really good one to do especially if like your partner wants to help you guys could hold hands and squeeze each other's hands really tight and count to five and then release it and use a, a trigger word um, that one's really big for me and it has me focus on something and same thing like while I'm feeling through the anxiety, um, I really like to be able to have a cough drop or sour candy or something like that. Um, it makes a big difference for me, but that is everything I've learned in the past eight months in a nutshell. Um, I think if you're struggling through this or someone else is, the best thing you can do is I'm not a professional, but I think these things really help me. Um, some people do best, truthfully, with all of this by just saying, what would I do if I didn't have anxiety? What would I do if I wasn't agoraphobic? Let me just leave the house. It's fine. Um, that might work for some people. It doesn't work for me. Um, I don't want to denounce that I am mentally ill. I need to accept it and kind of just live my life accordingly. And I can make the adaptations necessary to live a really great life. And I have been. And it's totally possible. So just so you know, that means it's possible for you too. Um, I have absolutely no doubt in my mind about that. No matter who you know is struggling, even if it's just me. <laughs> but I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you um, for all my friends that have been messaging me that they like listening to my podcast. It really means a lot. Um, sometimes I'm just on here rambling, but it means the world that you want to listen to me and you want to learn about something that either is affecting you and you haven't told me or you just want to learn about to help other people you love or you might love one day um so on that note I hope you and your loved ones are doing really well and until next time